to Adulting with Joy Spring. It's episode number 10 with a very special guest. I know you've missed him and I've especially missed this guy. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you though that the first time that I started doing podcasts, it was precisely because I missed doing radio. Oh, that's interesting. And I miss doing radio with you. Oh, that's me. So ladies and gents, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Aaron Atida, everybody. Insert laughing and clapping sound effects. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's so nice to be here on your podcast. Yes. I know, Bar. It's long time coming. I know. This is amazing. This is, um, uh, what, episode 10? This is episode 10. Special number pa. Oh, oh double digits. My first gonna. double digit episode. <laughs> <laughs> what a struggle it has been to uh, create podcasts. But really? For those of you who don't know, Aaron and I were radio partners yes, we were. in Magic 89.9. For, what, two, three years? Mm-hmm, two years. It was, um, both the, the best <laughs> and the most... <laughs> Uh, roller coaster emotional <laughs> ride, the emotional roller coaster ride that I've ever been on. Oh um, from my personal demons to uh, breakups to all these different things that could happen, all happening all at the same time. And yet, you would think that it would drive us insane. It did, but it drove us insane together. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, I think you just gotta find your own brand of crazy, especially yes. when it comes to radio. Like a lot of people would always ask me, mm-hmm. especially after I left radio. Now, did you and Aaron have scripts? Cause it's it felt like you guys had a lot of scripts together on radio. Like you planned what you were gonna say. <laughs> we did not. Nothing. We did not plan. Nothing was planned. We would literally say, "Okay, we'll talk about that," or not even that. It's like, "Oh, what do you have next?" And yeah. and that was it. It was just. You know, something where me and Joyce, uh, we were on the same wavelength. And yeah. in a completely and utterly platonic way. <laughs> yeah, I know, yes, and that too. We've been friends, best friends for the longest time. And people always ask us, like, why not you guys? I think it's going to happen. No, it's, no. Just, it's, really, it's no. really not going to happen. She seems very guys. happy naman now. Uy! Yeah! <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. Shut up. Anyway, anyway, you know, one of the questions that I would usually get in the podcast is, how do you start in the broadcasting industry? So before we go to oh, our topic nice. today, so our topic for today is how to deal with a quarter-life crisis. Now, um, we are in our mid-20s and we're so excited to really just explore life. But as many people who are in their mid-twenties, we are going through quarter-life crisis. Yes. As in, parang 23 pa lang ata ako ng quarter-life crisis. Medyo na paaga. Excuse me, 18 ka pa lang ako quarter-life crisis. Kung quarter-life crisis na ako. So, that's what we're gonna be um, discussing here today. But before we go on and do that, we already have Aaron here. Yeah. So, why don't you tell us how you started in broadcasting and like tips. Now, you work in Sports Center 5, yes. which is absolutely amazing yes. you've been dreaming of becoming a, sp- a sportscaster since you were a kid yes. so how do you find yourself in the perfect situation now um well i started out and i i auditioned to be a junior jock for magic and i also auditioned to be uh, a courtside reporter for the uap because i had i had two loves uh music and sports and um i said if i could get into either of them it would be it would be awesome. And you had two loves who actually loved you back, music yeah. and sports. But you had the third love, which was women. But they never loved you Never back. did. Never did. Yeah. Anyway. Two out of three is fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a winning streak still. Hey, hey, that's 
that's that's more than fifty percent. Well, that's that's better than a lot of people's shoot, free throw shooting percentage. But uh, I I tried it out and uh, I I never wanted to have that feeling because in a um, what if I did pursue it? Yeah. What if I what if I auditioned or what if I did that? So uh, I've I've done so many different auditions in this type of line of work and uh, luckily enough I've been able to, and I've been blessed to to reach where I am right now as lead anchor for Sports in the Philippines. Dropping the bombs. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, it's been great. I've, I've been blessed beyond belief. And I think it re- really is just surrounding yourself with people that have the same amount of drive as you do. Whether it is in the same field or not, if the person, the people that... You, I always like the saying that the people that you run with take you in the direction that they will go in. And if you're running with people that are going in different directions and have no direction in life or don't know where they want to be and stuff like that, you will tend to do the same, be the same way. I, on the other hand, was blessed to be with someone like Joyce for for large part of my life that always has been like, no, we have to strive for more. We need yeah. to get more. We need to, we can do more. It's not, mm-hmm. we have to, it's we can, so we should. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's been really cool. So and, yeah. And what I noticed also with Aaron, so it's so bring- it really that's one one of the most important things that you can remember is really yeah surround yourself with people with the same drive but also you kept with your core group yes i noticed like you weren't the type who would butterfly from one group to another you always had a core group and i think that's such a big factor when it comes to succeeding in life you stuck with your brother and your family you stuck with your closest friends from high school and college you know and you got to see them really transition into their professional lives and that's why Mm -hmm. you were able to succeed because you didn't keep on going back to zero no right yeah i i think that um it, it also kind of reflects that I people look at me and like how you, it's like you don't have a lot of friends and stuff like that. And I'm like, like why don't a lot of people like you? And I'm like, just, I don't like a lot of people either. You know? A lot of people like you though, but you don't have time to I invest have, in yeah. a lot of. People. I mean, I I enjoy my time with my friends. Mm-hmm. I I don't have a lot of time, and I guess this is part of the whole quarter life crisis thing that we can segue into. Yeah, DJ. Um, but yeah, I mean, you only have a certain amount of time, so the time that you have, you do it to go towards your goal which whatever it is because um, there are no wrong or right goals as long yeah. as you have one and you know surround yourself with people that will help you reach it wonderful so Aaron and I have been working together we've been friends we've gone through a lot together professionally and personally <gasps> too much sometimes too much <laughs> um, but we survived through it and uh, today we're going to be talking about a topic that's very close to my heart because I feel like it's something that I've been struggling with as you mentioned since I was 18 years yes. old it's the only consistent thing in your life aside from me <laughs> struggle <laughs> your quarter life crisis go. no but okay so for those who don't know what the quarter life crisis is or for those who have yet to go through that or who are going through that but they don't know how to like spot it what is quarter life are you crisis? asking me this because I, I'm supposed to be done with it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> because, crisis na ba? Okay. because okay because you are much better at processing and understanding ah, things than me quarter life crisis is when it uh, you know it funny story no I went out with this one girl oh one my god we're starting with that quarter life crisis in terms of dating okay I went out with this girl one time no and um we had dinner and she was like you know what I'm going through an existential crisis 
Stop making fun. It's true. People do it go through true. that. It is true. It is true. But you know, it, it was it was the first time that I really, um, and you know, I really saw that it really affects a lot more people than I thought. It if only affected myself. You know. <laughs> Um, but it turned out that every single woman that I dated had that same problem. Like they all uh, have this this thought in their mind with, it, am, am, is what I am doing the, what I should be doing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to, to really uh, to di- dissect it is, yeah. am I on the right path? You know, that's, yeah, that's right. So if we were to simply define quarter life crisis, it's the struggle that you go through once you've broken into adulting. Yes. And it's kind of like trying to figure out, am I in the right timeline? Yes. Am I in the right profession? Mm -hmm. Am I in the right relationship? Am I in the right friendships? Am I in the right position in my life right now? Or am I just not doing well? Yes. Diba, yun yung quarter life crisis. eh. And I think I realized... The moment that I realized that I had the quarter life crisis was when um, I started buying unnecessary things. <laughs> I had, I was so like, I was so balio for maybe six months. I had just turned 24 or 25. 25 pala. 20, 24, 25. Those were the weirdest years of my life. Yeah. I'm turning 26 this year. And um, 24, 25, I went through like such a weird phase na parang I was so, I felt so empty. But at the same time, I was so happy. But then I started, I bought a motorcycle. I bought a dog. I bought a camera that I couldn't afford. I moved out of the house. So it was like jumping from one new thing to another and kind of not really knowing where I was going. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are going through that right now wherein they jump from one job to another not knowing yeah. what they really want to pursue or for example, hindi nila alam like I have one of my best friends, she doesn't know if she wants to pursue business school or really continue working still in a mm-hmm. multinational company. So yeah, and it could be it could be simpler. Like how was what was quarter life crisis for you personally? See, the thing is it I I honestly believe that quarter life crisis and and our ages are not that far apart. Yeah. Um. But your quarter life crisis and a lot of people that are going through quarter life crisis right now is so much different mm. than when my like people my age were, especially is closer to my age. Like, <laughs> it's not that. No, old. I'm not that old. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, two or three years of difference makes a huge because difference because of social media. Yes, that's because true. before I mean the comparison was there. You would see your friends like you know, thriving and doing all of that. And then you'd be like, okay, you know, but it wasn't as daily as seeing everyone on your timeline. Like, okay, why is this person doing so much more in their life? And I feel like I'm not. Yeah. And, but now everyone is just like so updated with everything that's going on. So it's so easy to compare your life to other people. And that's when quarter life crisis hits you the most. And that's why you also would notice that for the past few years, you hear more people talking about going yes. through depression or yes. quarter life crisis and not knowing what to do with their lives because you have social media. Exactly. There's an everyday comparison. There's an everyday unnecessary comparison with the lives of other people. And you have to realize that these are highlights of their yes. lives that they usually see. So, you know, <clears throat> I was 22, 23, and I was seeing people getting engaged. Yes. People in my industry getting a new show or, you know, go traveling alone. So, I go, wait, lang, bakit, bakit ako 
wala pa doon. Bakit yeah. ako patapos pa lang ako ng, ng school or patapos pa lang ako ng ginagawa kong project ngayon? Or I'm not, I don't even have a boyfriend. Diba? Diba? So yeah. So I think that's a, one of the things that you really go through with um, quarter life crisis. The way that I I got through it and I I mean, I, I can honestly say that I'm still going through it right now. There, I, there is such a thing as social anxiety and because of the way that it is, because of quarter life crisis and how everything is, I honestly believe that there's such a thing as social media anxiety, yeah. which does trigger a lot of that quarter-life crisis thoughts where you're, you're wondering if what you're doing is right or wrong. But I guess, I I mean, I learned this from you, yeah. where I cleanse myself from my social media. Hey. Yeah, right? Or, it works, right? Uh, it really does. I mean, I, when you would do it before, I'd be like, really? It's like, I mean, okay. I mean, how often, how long are you really on social media? But now... I really understand it where, you know, I, I'm, it's funny because when people think of quarter life crisis, they think it's a, it's an internal problem. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's an internal reaction to external problems. Mm, smart. I think that. I've forgotten how smart you were. I was like, oh man, my dumb best friend. Talito ka nga pala. It's an internal response to external problems. I'm like. Hey, Mr. That was the, the, the smartest thing I said all year. Uh, welcome to 2019, everyone. <laughs> Thank God we had that recorded. Okay. You're so welcome. Highlights. To the world. <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, I really think that when you get to the point where it's like, I, I mute whoever I think is triggering my social media anxiety and my yeah. quarter life crisis. Or I... Because... Unfollowing that causes another problem with people like, oh, why do you unfollow me? Blah, blah. Just mute it. You're going to be fine. And when you can focus on yourself and relinquish the external you know, problems and all of that and the external conflict that starts your internal conflict, mm-hmm. you will become so much more focused on yourself and you'll be more accepting to yourself. You'll love yourself more. Yeah. And that is how you resolve quarter life crisis. For me, that's how I did. Yeah. So I think that's one step, one way to do it. So how do you how do you resolve quarter life crisis? The first one is to cleanse yourself from social media. Yes. And I would go as far to say step number two is to cleanse yourself from any relationship that oh. makes you feel inferior yes. and doesn't really help in your growth. Yeah. Um, I've had friendships wherein I just either the person that I was with was super egoistic. And I just didn't. <laughs> I just mopped the name to Aaron. <laughs> it was pretty fast. That was like only a silver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like he, that person makes you feel inferior, not because they're so much better than you, but because their ego is eating up your capabilities or your belief or confidence in yourself. Okay, my question is: We are both the same. Where yeah. we cannot date somebody that does not have the same type of drive that we have. Yeah. But most of the time when that happens, ego is something that is that comes along with it. It's a nasty pet yeah. that will always come along with drive. Yeah. How do you control that? I mean... I think it's just finding someone who's com- who's compassionate and is willing to compromise. I mean, we're both strong personalities, yes. but we're able to stick it out in this friendship because we're both compassionate mm-hmm. and we're able to compromise, nice. you know? Like, okay, you have a strong personality, you've got your own thing going, you're not gonna be the person to jump at what I'm doing and yes. be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's rare that you find people like that, but that's precisely why we go back to your first point, Kanina, which is you surround yourself with people who have the same drive as you, but also who have the same 
priorities as you. Because if their priority is to upscale themselves and kind of like they don't really care where where you're going to be going, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. So you have to find people who have the same drive but at the same time is compassionate. Mm-hmm. It's very rare, very rare that you find people like that. But that's a good filtering system. Yes. Right? I think... Um, because when you're when you're younger, when you're going through high school, high school and college, right before the quarter life crisis hits, the common mentality, and, and you were talking about it again a, a while ago, and I think that that's why it helped me. the The common thought is you need to make as many friends as possible. Yeah. And I do agree. I mean, you 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 dabble here and there. You find like the different types of groups that you can go with, the people that are going to be bad people in your life, and. You know, I, if you're hanging out with the wrong group of people, it's okay. We've all been there. That's yeah. totally fine. And Hope it's a phase, though. <laughs> yes, exactly. But that's the thing. When you realize that, okay, I need to start shedding yeah. a lot of the different layers of my life. Yeah. That's when you go from having six or seven cliques or groups of friends mm-hmm. to literally having six or seven friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Where everyone is... Everyone is you know, a friend of yours, but you have a a really tight-knit group that you're really small circle of maybe, at the most, like, nine or ten people. And that's even a lot already at this point. And when when you go through quarter-life crisis, one of the fears that I think a lot of people have to deal with is losing people. Yes. But you have to realize that it really does happen. Yes, it does. You sometimes lose your high school best friend. Mm-hmm. You sometimes lose um, your first few barcada when you started working. And it really does happen. People grow apart. But what you have to keep in mind is, did you really invest well enough in this um, relationship? Is this relationship still helpful for the both of mm-hmm. you? And if the answer is no, you're not growing together anymore, you're not helping each other out anymore, you both don't want to make time for each mm-hmm. other, nobody wants to make an effort to invest in the friendship, then... Maybe it's okay to let things go, to exactly. let the friendship go. I mean, it's the same way as any relationship between a, like a, two partners. Yeah. I mean, if it's not healthy, it's not pushing each other towards the right direction, you need to cut it off. And you really... I think that that's why there there is only just a quarter-life crisis. There, yeah. There, because that is the biggest turn of your life. When things are... Priorities are starting to change. When yeah. you have to... When you're not worried about finding a job, you're worried about keeping a career. Yeah. You're you're not worried about, um, you know, where you're gonna take someone out to dinner. You're worried about what's gonna be for dinner for the next week. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, it. You're not worried about getting home in time. You're you're already thinking about okay, I need to pay Wait, rent. Yeah. I need to you know think about mortgage and electricity bill and and, and, and you know that's. That's the biggest change, and it all happens at the same time when you're like, holy shit, I don't... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> you're going to say that. It's all right. It's a podcast. <laughs> like, like, holy cow. Like, I mean, I have to pay my taxes. Yeah. Like, these are things that no one has ever taught anyone. Yeah. And yeah. you're walking into all of this blind. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that's 
one thing to remember when you're just being so critical of yourself that nobody ever gave anybody a workbook to follow when it comes to growing up, adulting, yes. and being in your quarter life and actually Except you now. Except me. This is what you're I'm trying, trying to do. You're trying to make a, a manual. If, if you saw my, um, my title card, it's like... I'm 25 year old trying to give adults for something in their 20s. Like I said, it's basically the blind leading the blind. Nice. <laughs> with gusto. Nice. Nicely done. <laughs> no, but it's true. And and I think that's one thing to remember when you're dealing with quarter life crisis. You got to be a little bit kinder to yes. yourself. Nobody's got it figured no. out. And sometimes it seems as if you, you know people who's got it figured mm-hmm. out. And to a certain level, maybe they do. But everyone's just trying to navigate through life. And sometimes people have better timelines. Sometimes people have better people in their lives. Sometimes people have better um, opportunities. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're so much better than you. Mm. It just means that you've got different timelines. Now, here's a question for you. Yeah. You talk about keeping careers and keeping friendships. How do you do that though? Like, what are the practical ways that you've been trying to, well, practice in keeping important relationships in your life mm-hmm. and in keeping with the direction of the career or profession that you have? Um, I honestly believe that, like, the best example of a friendship that, no matter what, will always be there. I haven't seen Joyce in so long. Grabe ka naman, three months lang. Exactly. It's a long time. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah. And it's not like we text every day. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, but when we had you know, a couple drinks the the other night, it's like nothing. Yeah. It's like, I saw you two days ago. Yeah. And I honestly believe that that's what friendship is supposed to be like. And that's Mm -hmm. why all my friendships are exactly the same way. Yeah. That if I don't see my best friend, my other best friend, Ange, for a week, I see him tomorrow and it's like nothing happened. Yeah. And I think that that's the way that it is because whether you like it or not, your quarter-life crisis will weed out a lot of the stuff in your life. Yeah, that's true. And the way that you react to it is what makes it a crisis or not. Mm-hmm. That's true. If you're like, oh no, I mean, I haven't seen blah, 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 and you might not think I'm his friend anymore, and yada, 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 <laughs> and that becomes a problem for you, Yeah. that's when it becomes a problem. But mm-hmm. if it's not, like, we have the... Oh, I know. When can we hang out? Ganyan. Oh, maybe next week. Ganyan. Okay. And it never happens. Yeah. And But it, it's not like I'm holding it against you. Yeah. If that's the way that you are going through your life, then that's the way that your relationship should be. The relationships that want to stay will stay. Yeah, that's true. You, know, you just gotta be surrounded by like-minded people. I mean, I think with our friendship, you we give each other space to grow individually. Of course. And then we catch up somewhere in the middle and we bring each other up to speed with all of the growth that has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, with Aaron, when we caught up the other night and, you know, we were getting drinks and he was telling me about everything, he was just catching, giving me up to speed like, this is how I date women yeah. now. You yeah. were telling me like new things that I didn't know about you, but, you know, I didn't have to be there to really see you grow. Mm-hmm. You, and and I think that's that. You, you got to give yourself an individual time to grow and you got to give your friends an individual time to grow and you got to be with people who are like-minded. Do you think that because... Okay. Because of how we were when we grew up, that there were always so many people around us. Mm. And when you reach this quarter-life crisis, that's when 
there is no parent walking you through it. There yeah. are no professors, you know, yeah. walking you through it. You're really going through this by yourself. Yeah. Do you think that that is one of the main reasons why quarter life crisis is such a huge thing that there is no crutch for a lot yeah. of the, these, you know, young millennials or zillennials that are used to having a crutch? Yeah, I think so. And especially in our generation wherein I think must must I guess like the the parents were closer, the parents were more hands on mm-hmm. in raising their children. Um in our generation yes. at least, diba. So yes, there were a lot of there were a lot of people who would help you up. But that's the thing. Maybe that's why it's a little bit easier for me to deal with my quarter life crisis. Because nga, I grew up very independently. Yes, yes. And so, that's why also, you can't compare yourself with people who are ah, like me. Yes. Na parang ang bilis kong nag-grow up. Mm. Uh, you know, I would I would hang out, I always hang out with people older than me. And whenever I meet people who are my age and they look at my life, they're like, you make me feel uh, intimidated mm. is what, what I course. would always yeah. get. Is because I seemed like I had my my everything figured out. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke! No, no, like the the yeah. superficial stuff. Yeah. Like I I got a insurance when I was twenty one. Mm-hmm. I got my own, I moved out when I was eighteen. You know those kinds of things. But it's because of how different I grew yeah. up. You know I grew up very independently. I started working when I was seventeen, and that's how how I was. But my other best friend, Meka, she's only, she's 26 now and it's her first time to really move out of the house and she's moving to Singapore and she's going to uh, to try a new career and when you, when she sometimes compares our lives, she's like, it seems as if you grew faster than me. Mm. But in reality, it's not. It's just because of the background that I have. She had a more, her parents were there at all the time. They were more conservative. They, you know, they had that going for them and I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, that's a reminder for a lot of people who are going through quarter life crisis. Now, hey, sometimes it's not even because that person is better than you. It's just because of the different upbringing and background that that person came from that they have a faster timeline mm-hmm. or a slower timeline. Not all trees grow at yeah. the same rate, and not all trees give the same fruit. Yeah. So don't compare yourself to your friends. I mean, if yes, it's a good thing to. To surround, like I said, surround yourself with people that have the same amount of drive, but don't compare success. And that's why I I go back to it again. Social media is what a lot of people use mm, as yeah. the the gauge. number one gauge as to what people are successful. And there's an actual number that there's like forty five thousand likes or like yeah, two hundred likes and stuff so like that. And bad. that's what people are using as um, gauges for how they are, you know, reaching. And, and where they are in, in their quarter-life crisis. Don't do that. I'm gonna... This is going to be very embarrassing, but it's one of those moments that actually gave me epiphanies. I was sitting around with some of my friends who were also in showbiz, and nonchalantly, I was just like, ugh, 450,000 pa lang naman yung followers, kasi parang konti pa lang. Ang hirap nga, kasi siya showbiz, diba? Yeah. And my friend, who was also in, in show business, who was also a broadcaster, she's like, that's almost half a million of people yeah, listening to what you have to say and what you have to post. Why do you feel like that's not enough? Yeah. And that's the thing. People sometimes think that once you reach a certain number, once you reach 20,000 or 200,000 or 2 million, that it will feel like it's enough. No. But it's not. No, that that contentment and that feeling of, of things being enough or... It, it will it will always have to come from you it will always have to come from your from your worldview from the way that you view things from more, from your moral values and you cannot get that no, from the can. outside world no, you can. um 
So yeah, that's one very important thing to remember about social media. Now, a lot of people are also asking, in line with quarter-life crisis, how do you deal with quarter-life crisis in terms of career? Because there are a lot of listeners in Adulting uh, with yes. Joy Spring who write and they're like, my problem is not relationship. My problem is not social media. My problem is I don't know what I want to do with my life. Mm. I'm 25 already or I'm 24 already. I finished college. I'm in a job that I don't love. What do I do with my life? I'm so dissatisfied. Okay. Um, Kaya mo na yan. Well, well, Ang to question eh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kaya kata pinapunta dito. Because I couldn't answer that question myself. Well, that sucks. Uh, That's yes. so difficult. Hugs for you. Um, <laughs> as, as two people that just recently quit the job yeah. <laughs> that we were doing together. Oh my god. Yeah, both both Aaron and I are no longer in radio. Yeah. Um, but we love magic. We love magic. We'll always be grateful. Will, How long were you there for? I was there for 12 years. Grabe yung 12 years, Dash. Yeah. We um, miss it. I, I've been blessed, and like I said a while ago, I've been blessed to, to honestly say that I don't work. Um, I, don't, I, I have a career, but I don't work. Yeah. I, I do what I love, and you know, every day I am thankful for that, that I can you know watch sports and use that as... Well, what pays to buy me food because I love food. Um, you need it too. Yeah. Um, but there are still days where, you know, you're just like, crap, I don't want to go to work. Like, I, I want to stay at home. And no matter where it is, no matter what job you're in, there will always be days where you're just like, man, I just, I just want to stay home and, you know, not do anything. I, and, you know, it happens. But if it happens on a daily basis and every day you hate what you are doing, don't do it anymore. Yeah. If it happens every now and then, you're like, I hate that I have to go to work. That's normal. That's absolutely That's normal. normal. Yeah. Okay? Uh, to give an example, I used to live extremely, extremely close to the Magic 89.9 studio. <laughs> and I would still be tamad to go to work. Yeah. Elevator lang yung sasakyan mo, Brad. Hindi mo lang sasakyan. Thank you for letting them know, all of your listeners, where no, no. I live. Yeah, Thank no. you. Yeah. Thank this you. That's it. Like, I, it happens where, you know, you, and I was only working for three hours a day, and I still didn't want to do it because, you know, nakakatamad. And it, again, if it reaches a point where it becomes more of a hassle than work, then stop doing it. But you love your job. I love my job. Yeah. That so it really thing. happens talaga. It really does happen. Yeah, it really happens. Um, one good advice that I got when I was starting out in this industry, um, whenever people say na, oh, I don't know what to do with my life. How do I find out what I want to do? Um, and how do I even start, right? Um, a friend of mine said na, you have to know what you need at this moment. Is mm-hmm. it money or is it passion? Because yeah. if you were born with money, then you can go for your passion. Yes. If you don't have responsibilities at home, if you don't have responsibilities to take care of yourself, like you are actually blessed enough to have money, you can go with your passion. But if you don't have that luxury, yes. you have to go with something that actually goes for both money and passion. Yes. Now, if you're not lucky enough or blessed enough to work in a job that you're both passionate about and people actually pay you for, like what Aaron is doing, he's passionate about sports and people actually pay him to do sports, that's the optimal position to be in. You do something that you love and you get paid for it. 
But if you only have the option to do something that gives you money and not something that you're passionate about, my friend told me that you have to have one passion project on the side to keep you sane and then your job has to be the one that supplies you. Until your passion project is able to su- supply you and sustain you, never quit your job. Yes. Because you have to be responsible. That's part of adulting. Part of adulting is really sacrificing time and sacrificing your wants for the things that you actually need. Um, and before, my dilemma was I wanted to become a singer but I didn't have the money to become a singer. So I started with, maybe I can do hosting muna for you know a couple of years and then eventually pursue music when I actually have the money to pursue music. And that's what I'm doing now because I have a sustainable job already that I eventually, luckily, fell in love with. I can all of a sudden now supply and do music because I'm already I'm already self-sustaining, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, because it's super idealistic yung drop everything and pursue your passion. It works for some people and, and some people get really lucky that it works for yeah. them. They're so talented and they're presented with the right opportunities. But most of us, no. we, don't, we don't get that lucky. So you gotta be smart. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember what book it was. I don't know if it was Freakonomics or something like that. But hey! Um, there, there was a saying where it goes, every person should be doing three things that feed three things. Mm, nice. One is that you need to feed your mouth. Mm. And that's where your your regular work is, where you need to feed yourself and, and be able to eat. The other one is to feed your soul. So even if it's a small hobby that breaks you from the norm, because usually that's what it is, where people, they're like, I hate my job, blah, 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 blah. I get that. And I hated my job too. But it's because it, it becomes a routine. Yeah. If you can break the routine with a hobby or something that feeds your soul, something that feeds the passion that you have, mm-hmm. that makes it so much better. And the other one is it needs to feed your future. You need to have something that is feeding and building something towards the next three months, the next six months, the next year. That you can, when you, ha- when you get to that point, you can feed your soul even more again. Yeah. And then from there, when you do that, you can feed your mouth less. You, know, you, can, you, you can, that's, it's just balancing the three things where you yeah. take care of yourself. You take care of, you take care of yourself as the physical self, the, the emotional and, and, you know, soulful passion itself. And then your future self. That's so good. I, I actually have nothing to add to that. <laughs> hey, see, I'm smart. Yeah, Yo, you're smart. Surprise, surprise. Okay. So last point for the podcast and how to deal with, um, Quarter life crisis. I think we've covered all bases. We've yes. covered social media and personal growth and personal relationships, and we've also covered um, how to plan and go about mm-hmm. with your career. Last thing that I would personally say is you have to stop focusing on just yourself and start focusing on how you can become better for the community. Oh, that you very nice. In. Yeah. Very so, um, what people don't understand is there's actually research that talks about how people who work in industries that serve other people are happier. Yes. And it really is true. It's embedded in our DNA to serve and love and take care of other people. And once you notice that, you know what? Parang you're happier because when you're making other people happy, mm-hmm. when you're serving them and when you're taking care of them. And that's one thing that I had to learn in my now that I'm going through my mid-twenties that the happiest that I can get and the happiest that I see people around me can get is when they actually use their talents, their time, and their treasure to serve people outside of themselves. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I completely, completely agree with that. And I think, you know what? It's funny that you would say that because that's honestly what you're doing now. I'm trying. Hey, 
trying to do good yeah. is already doing good. Yeah. Because you're already trying to make something better. Yeah. And again, feeding your soul at this point. Yeah. This is what you're trying to do. And I agree. If you have, if you wanna, if you're listening right now and you need to hear someone to tell you to start a YouTube channel, that you need to, you know, put your makeup tutorials on online or something mm. like that, just to keep yourself sane and yeah. help somebody out like that way. Or, you know, if you need, you know, a little nudge to, to stream or something mm. like that, do it. Do yeah. it because you need to believe in yourself so that you can make other people believe in themselves as well. That's true. I, I think what people don't tell you about success is it's not it's not about you pursuing your dream alone it's actually you pursuing that dream so that other people can pursue theirs as well and that's the number one drive nobody ever became successful just because they wanted to become success as in content i mean obviously people have become successful on their own but yung content na success like substantial success it only happens when you really have out something that's bigger than yourself something that's not just self-serving if you want it sustainable it cannot be self-serving i hope that this did not make your quarter life crisis even worse oh there's like so many God. different things that were going oh, on oh my God. no but you can you can keep listening to this episode <laughs> take down notes, oh, take down notes. no but that's what i love about um the people who listen to the podcast they actually take down notes oh that's yeah. awesome they take down notes and that's why i was doing like a step by step because when they write it down uh-huh. they do a step number one Step number oh, two. Dude, Step number three. Cool. So yeah, we've got um, a lot more episodes coming up for you guys. Thanks, Aaron. Oh, no problem. That's fun. Ang dami pa natin episodes. Every week na to. Magre-radulate kasi every day. No, but yes, a shout out to Aaron Natale. Where can they catch you? You've got SportsCenter, your Instagram, and your YouTube all going for you. Yeah, you guys can watch SportsCenter. It's every night on ESPN5. Watch me make a fool of myself while I talk about sports which is seems about right uh you can also hit me up on instagram at aaron and and yeah um i'll see you guys online it's been also fun. he's single yeah so if you were um if, if you're going through your existential crisis please don't hit him up he will make it even worse <laughs> this has been adulting with joy spring episode 10 we'll see you guys again soon if you got any questions quotes or anything that you'd like to share with us Please don't forget to use the hashtag adulting with Joyce Bring. We'll be back very soon. Paalam. Bye.